This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, behind the scenes, I know you love a little, little bit of that action. Uh, hectic show today. Oh my goodness. We had tech issues. We had uh, Kyle Sandlins, which, geez, uh, he's, there's a few guests, like the way you are with Hanson, actually, I'm, that's not quite me with Kyle, but I do get intimidated because he's, he's essentially like the best at radio. And it makes me nervous because I want to one day be t- called almost the best at radio. You know almost what I mean? the best? Almost. I don't you think aspire to be almost the best. called almost the best? I'd love to be in the conversation, but I'm just setting my um, you know, goals realistically. Like, I don't oh, think, yeah. Like, I, I don't, I'm not controversial enough, you know? Like, I'd love mm. to be, but like, Carl was just so loose and he's just happy to like, you know, call out people and call them whatever he wants and spread like <laughs> rumors that are so hectic. Well, yeah. Talking about loose, but we actually- are going to put the full unedited chat because it's the podcast. We can't always do that for you guys no. on air because we have a bunch of rules we have to follow, but the rules are off when, when it comes to the podcast. Basically, our rule is when someone's talking about someone's penis size, uh, it, it, you he can't put that in the 8 o'clock in hour. He went on Dr. Chris Brown, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, you'll hear that. See, hear I it. feel like, though, Kyle has a tongue-in-cheek sense of humour, so I feel like if you were to take those comments at face value, you would think there's a real feud, but I do wonder if he was just joking. But you never quite know, know with you. I don't know. I don't know. Like there was a lot of Harry jokes I thought were pretty funny. What, so let's let's just quickly like you're gonna hear it in that chat. He insulted ABC listeners, oh, <laughs> Harry that's Connick right. Jr. Uh, anyone that likes that kind of genre of music, which is funny about Chris the Brown, Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> Because quite often you'll see celebrities shade other celebrities that they yeah. will never really come into contact with. But they're, bo- they're both on the same show at the moment. Yeah, but that's how you get headlines and to watch it. Um, I threw shade at Harry Connick Jr. as well to Jula just in our own house. Because I, I said... What's wrong with him? Uh, well, I just said, I don't really know him. And Jula's, He's, like, and Jula's like, what do you mean? I'm like... Will and Grace. I, I'm like, uh, yeah. I, I just like... I just... Like, to me, he was just more of a meme than a person. And she goes, no, but he did this. I'm like, and she's like, he was kind of like the Michael Bublé before Michael Bublé. And I said, That's so, true. And I'm like, oh, cool. So another guy that just sung other people's songs. Well, he carooned <clears throat> them. But that's what that is was a crooner. Crooner, he's a crooner. It's just like you know that kind of like Las Vegas style. I think he is a nepo baby, actually. I think he's a beautiful man. I will say he's that because he's a junior, <laughs> which means. Someone famous probably got him a gig, and that's how he got into it. Okay. Let's have a look. I, I will, like, as much as I'm not a fan, he has been very good on oh, Idol. Oh, no, his parents were lawyers. He's not a Nepo baby. All did that on himself. He is very good on Idol. He just gets, like, like he just gets on the piano and just starts playing stuff, and, yeah, I'll give him some credit. He's anyway, a nice guy, you know? I, well, I don't know him. I don't know him. I just know. I just don't really know this him. This surprises me, this energy, because you love Buble. No, I don't. Oh no, that's right, Robbie Williams. They're all the same. No, but but then did I love Robbie Williams when he did the Corona stuff? Not so much. <laughs> no, and d- he brought that show to Perth. And guess who didn't see it? Me. <gasps> what yeah. if, What are you going to do if he busts out on your birthday a Corona number? Uh, I love it. You call it Corona, like Corona? Yeah, is that a thing? Like Cro- a Corona it's number? It's Corona. Corona. Yeah. I don't know. It's not what I'm listening to. It's like to. a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into Alpha Bucks. Uh, the letter for tomorrow, Carly. The letter is L for Lima. For Lima. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go down the list. We always try and get the hardest one to re... Oh, okay. There's something very niche here. I'm going to throw right. it out because it's niche. Okay. Starting with L. Yep. Name a Justin Bieber song. Let me love you. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is it, is it really? Yes. You yes! nailed it. Someone works on commercial radio. Oh. Uh, there's also Love Yourself. Oh, yeah. Let me love you. Hell yeah. Do you reckon Justin Bieber's got some crooning in his future? He, Cro- might, he might have crooning. I don't know. What is it, it crooning? Crooning. You're a crooner. You're a crooner. You sound, you're making it sound like it's the new version of Corona. I wonder if Corona <laughs> fans, whatever they are, are called cronies. 
I, I, I don't, I don't know. Tell you what, they're not listening to this show. <laughs> we barely croon on this show, but we'll start doing it from now on. Enjoy the podcast. Carly, this is basically your university these days, the amount of things that you have learned from TikTok. I feel like it's changed my life, and I know I sound so ridiculous when I talk about... I was going to say sad, but okay, keep going. (laughs) But in all honesty, like, it's literally given me a new lease on life and a new haircut, you know? I did the wolf cut the other day, worked out fine. It hasn't been tolerable. I didn't barely notice the difference, to be honest, but... You can't really notice. But but you know what? Better than really noticing a bad difference. Exactly. Uh, Well, let me teach you something, Carly, that has been trending on TikTok, and that is a new trend where people are going to Bali and drinking the tap water in an effort to build up immunity. This goes against everything that we're taught. <laughs> Absolutely. To the point now where uh, we've had Tristan speak out against it. He's a man, he's an Australian man that lived in Bali. Uh, here's a little bit of that. Day one of drinking tap water in Bali to strengthen my immune system. This dumbass TikTok trend <laughs> in Bali where people are like, day one of drinking barley water, day two of drinking barley water with the goal of building up an immunity to the water in Bali. The water is very bad for you. And when I live down there, I will still brush my teeth with the water to build up an immunity to the viruses, you know, the pathogens that are down there. So you've got a lot of bacteria, viruses and things like that. But there's also calcium in the water that you cannot build up an immunity to. And a lot of other things you cannot build up an immunity to. It will make you sick. It will give you barley belly. Yeah, he's not wrong. Uh, I've got some stats here from tapwater.co about the ratings of that water. Would you like to hear it, Carly, and why you shouldn't be doing... I mean, uh, I'm not even drinking tap water over here, so... I'm I'm a filter guy. I'm Brita for life. Brita. Um, They really need to sponsor the show. (laughs) It would would save me a bit of cash. Uh, But according to them, they've written, the reason why the water is dangerous to tourists uh, is due to the domestic sewage, (laughs) industrial effluence, agricultural runoff, and mismanaged solid waste that are polluting the surface and groundwater. Indonesia ranks among the worst countries in Asia in sewage and sanitation coverage. Mmm. So if you break it down, really, the TikTok trend (laughs) is telling people to drink crap. Essentially, yeah. I feel like to, someone then, started this as a laugh. Yep. Some hot influencer was like, yes, this is going to be the new trend. I'm going to make a video about this and get on board. And then it just went too far. Yeah, you want to lose 10 kilos in a week? <laughs> <laughs> this is the way to do Yesterday, we had Jesse from Maths on the show, That's Alan. That's right. Yeah, yep. the WA's own. Yes. Um, you can catch his chat on the listener app uh, at the moment. But he put an interesting question to me, and it actually made me go away and think about it. Mm. I'm glad that you were listening to him because I had moments where I wouldn't, but here it is. You kind of sit down and give this list of icks, and I wonder why you went on the show. You said that it's because you want to get married, but then you also kind of contradict that by saying how quickly you are to shut someone down, and it seems almost like you don't want a relationship. Yeah, no, I disagree. Um, I'm sure if you were asked to write a list of things that you weren't too keen on when it comes to boys, you'd be able to write a list yourself. Well, it's assuming that you like men, Carly. <laughs> Obviously doesn't see the shirts that you wear around the office. 
Um, but yeah, because we were talking about Ix and he come on the show and said he had a lot of them and he was pretty clear with like things that he did not want in a partner. He had a list. But yeah. in fairness to him, and this is what I will say, I, I do believe there's been some top grade producing of that show where they could probably do that for everyone and they're like, that's the one that we're going to hone in yeah. on that has a list of... And I think everyone has a version of some kind of like write-offs, some absolute icks of I do not want yeah. to date someone that has this particular quality. Well, I've been with my partner for a long time now, so icks was not really like a term that was thrown around when I was dating him. Um, so I've only heard the term today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's become like a real thing of people saying once they get the ick, they have to write someone off. Okay. Um, and thank God it wasn't around when my partner first met me because yeah. there were a lot yeah. uh, that he could have written me off about. But I thought, am I that superficial? Is there one thing where I look at someone and go, mm, judging you, don't know if I would date you? Uh, 131060, let's open it up. But oh, I've got one as well. So do I. Uh, and oh, I realise oh, okay. I am a superficial person. What is it? It comes down to a piece of jewellery. There is something about a man wearing a thumb ring. I think you say toe ring. <laughs> That would be a little off-putting too, but a thumb ring. <laughs> Unless, like, you know, it's passed down through generations. <laughs> a thumb ring? A thumb oh, ring. Oh, yes, my uh, granddad wore it when he was... You know <laughs> what I mean? It's got to go. It the market. Literally lob it off there. Come on. <laughs> like, if I went on a first date and I was single again and someone's rocking a thumb... And I know it's so superficial of me, but there's something about it that just screams that you live in your parents' basement. Thumb rings. I don't know why. It's just my gauge. Okay. Yeah. I've got one as well, but I'll tell you what. Let's have some fun with this. 13, 10, 60. Do you, what gives you the ick? Is there a thing that just you go, mm, no, no, that's my deal breaker. I'm good. Like, yeah. No. Like you're sitting down on a first date and you notice thing. It can be thing. superficial. It can be real. Whatever it is, we want to know yours. 13, 10, 60. What gives you the ick? You share yours and then I'll share mine. That's fair. Right? Yeah. I think that's fair. 131060, let's take your calls now. You're on hit. Well, let's go to our calls. Got Kima kicking us off from Kalgoorlie. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Doing amazingly well. Now, uh, what is your ick? My ick would be any dude that can spend more time in the mirror on his personal appearance, <laughs> looking better than me, trying to look, you know, better than better than a chick can. I just can't do it. I can't. You don't do want it. to be outshone. Not just that, it's just like, it's it's just like, why? Why? <laughs> See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm I'm all about these new men that are like grooming no, and pruning no, and like, oh, like and puffing. I love it. Scruffy beard and some gr- smell like grease. I just, I'm all yours. I'm uh, all yours. How about um, instead of grease, chicken fat? Because that's me. Uh, the scruffy beard. <laughs> hey, look, I, could, I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, guys. It sounds like a Shania Twain lyric, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, the Brad Pitt bit. Uh, Tennille, go from Geraldton. What is your ick? Hi, guys. Um, beanies. Big sweaty beanie, yuck. <laughs> oh, I, I just started rocking the beanie last year. I thought it was a cool oh. look, but you don't like beanies. Like 40 degree day, oh, no. walking down oh, the street no. with a beanie, no. that sloppy hair, like why do it? It's, it's like a head sauna. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Nothing worse. You know Nothing what, Neil? I think you've given me a new ick. I never really thought. Ugh. But what about in cold weather? Like yeah, weather, weather appropriate beanies? Uh, maybe, yeah, a little bit, but just, I don't know, just taking the taking it off and it's like oh, your hair's all mopped over your face and the sweaty. It just looks I don't triggered to do. Not tidy. I look like a thumb when I wear a beanie. It's not yeah. flattering for me. I started rocking right. them, but I also agree. I kind of look a little bit thumb-esque. Mm. I'm trying to get used to the look. Well, thank you, Tenille. Um, I'll quickly no show you my, my, my ear because I said that you show me yours. I'll yeah. show you mine. Um, a laugh. If you've got a terrible laugh, like, I can't. I'm way too funny in relationships. So <laughs> if you've got a terrible laugh, we, we will never work. I'm scared to laugh right now. Nah, you're fine. You've got a good laugh. <laughs> Don't you know that kind That's of... That's my it, evil it, it, laugh. That does the opposite for me, actually. <laughs>
As uh, science, geez, they're doing some big things, some important things. Mm. Obviously, the vaccine was probably the high priority. Despite that, we still get the random stories of things that they've discovered smell weird and why we shouldn't be talking to our partner for seven days a week. All sorts of random things, you know? Yeah, and I feel like this is top of the list for randomness. I feel like scientists are getting a bit nostalgic uh, because they are looking at bringing back the dodo. You heard that right, mm. the dodo. So um, just a little bit of light research that's been done on this is that the bird itself hasn't been seen by human eyes in 361 years. This is crazy. So for people like myself that thought maybe the dodo was just a mascot for an internet company or maybe a made-up animal. Um, you thought it was mythical. <laughs> Admit it. You said well, it off air to me. You said, I, I thought I, it was mythical. To be honest, I did. Yeah. I did. But to be fair, and it And I also thought it was an insult. Lifetime. You know how people are like, oh, you dodo? Yeah, well, no, that is an insult because they are notoriously known as, because they, they're flightless, they're kind of fat for a bird, and they're notoriously for being uh, clumsy. See, which I take is why that as a compliment. Th- I'm like, where's the lie? That you're flightless. Overweight mm. and clumsy. Where's the lie? That's a compliment. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so apparently they lived on Mauritius and yep. a metre tall, though. Yeah, they're big. That's, yeah, big dumb birds, for instance. Like. But this this company that is um, hoping to bring them back from extinction uh, has also declared they want to do it with a couple of other animals as well, uh, including the woolly mammoth, which I think is a pretty cool one, and uh, the Tasmanian tiger, which but is a very cool Guys, one. have we not seen Jurassic Park? We have, and I love that idea. I, like, lo- what is next? Is dinosaur, like, how far back are we going into the back catalogues of animals? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why can't we just save what we've got? We've got animals going extinct every day. Why don't we protect those I instead of... I think it's a different department that probably would take care well, of that. Well, can't they, they talk to each other? No, I think this is like... Like, why are we bringing new animals? If we can't get the digital team here to work with us, how? what chance do we have <laughs> with the scientists working with other scientists? Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I just think, guys, let's just focus on the front and what's going on right now. I, and do you want to know how they're going to do it? Because I thought it was pretty interesting. Mm. So they're going to get like an eggshell, like the way that a bird would normally be born, chicken, whatever, and they basically swap out the embryo in it and they put in the dodo embryo and then they, they kind of like, you know, the way you do like the science experiment back when you were a kid, like ha- the egg hatching and growing and then it's little chick and I all that sort like of stuff. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's only a matter of time before it starts turning on us. You know what they're going to do? They're going to team up with all the robots yeah, and we're okay. done for. And you know what? It was at our own making. So between robots and what dinosaurs you think it's going to... You know what? I, We're right somewhere now, in the middle. Steven Spielberg is writing this down and going, <laughs> I think you're under something, guys. I really like the idea. Hit Breakfast with Alan and Carly and Australian Idol kicked off this week and we've seen a lot of great WA talent already getting their ticket to the top 50 and joining us now is one of the judges from the show, Kyle Sandilands. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Sorry, it's not Harry Connick Jr. Everyone's <laughs> just little old me. Thanks I, for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. I'm more excited to chat to you, to be honest. Like, I wasn't really, I don't know, maybe I don't like crooning enough. I wasn't really a Harry <laughs> Connick Jr. guy, to be honest. <laughs> well, who is? Uh, <laughs> My mum is like you know. I see Larry Emder on, uh, on yep. you know that guy from the Channel Seven. He was swooning over oh. him, almost like almost like he might have had a moment to himself uh, prior <laughs> to the interview. You know what I'm saying? Because when I hear Harry Connick Jr., I think of Ingelberg hum- Humperdinck. Remember that name? I'm like, do they <laughs> yes, hang I out? Do. I do. <laughs> now you know what Harry? He's brought he's brought something to the panel which I do admire because. Um, him and I, we're down at different ends, so we don't do a lot of chit-chat. And like, I don't think he likes me that much, just quietly. Not oh. that I care. I don't know. I think, you know, because I'm a bit brash, and, and then I thought that he was super nice. But then when I'm watching the show, he's more brash than I am, mm-hmm. I feel. 
That, that's exactly it. Because you kind of come as like a, can we market you angle? And then he comes in and goes, no, I'm going to assess every bit of your musical ability and you're crap. You will never get a gig. It was so brutal. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Remember that little kid that came in all dressed in the tuxedo and his whole face went from white to red, then burst into tears? It was like a human Pinocchio bursting into tears. And it was so sad to watch. Uh, now, Cole, you are used to being written about and having things spoken about you in the media, but there is a headline out about you, and I would yeah. love to know if this is fake news. Oh, please, which which headline are you referring to today? Um, now, this is a bit more of a legitimate publication. Uh, this is Sydney Morning Herald. They have come out and made the bold claim of while Carl Sanderlands is no longer a scathing Australian Idol judge. Wow. That's you actually know nice. When, when you, that is a nice headline. And very strange for that particular publication to even mention me because they seem a bit toffee-nosed ABC types. You know, those... Yeah. Because you always wonder, who listens to classical ABC? What a waste of finance money that is. <laughs> I bet you Harry like, does. Be, like, couldn't we just buy those old flops a CD? Do we have to spend billions of dollars to have 30 different ABC radio stations that no one listens to? Anyway, I'm on a rant. Um, yeah, well, while yeah, we've got you on a rant, uh, Kyle, uh, yeah. uh, I wanted to actually talk to you about some of your celebrity beefs, and I just wanted to check in and see how they're going and who you are actually on okay. good terms with. Yes, please, please, get the list out. Let's All right. go through it. Dr. Chris Brown. Now, we've never seen any public beef. Yeah. Are you guys cool? Yeah, I'm cool with him. I don't not like Chris. Though I think Chris, he was a bit taken back when I made the grand claim that I'd heard through three different women that his penis does not match the rest of the vibe of Dr. Chris Brown. It's oh. not perfect. Yeah, that, that, yeah that, you, know, you know your little finger? Uh, Alan, you know, you look down at your little finger, yeah, I'm Alan. Yeah, looking at it. Yep, 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 yep. I, I've heard that's what we're dealing with. We asked Chris. Chris came on. He didn't deny it. And his, his answer was... It's not how big it is, it's how you use it. And I thought, well, tick, that's, that's almost confirmation, right? I'll wow. tell you what, Littlefinger might be a bit of an upgrade for me. So, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Your finger's quite girthy, too. Yeah, so you <laughs> cut that, in half. yeah that was my um, finger, yeah. What about Guy Sebastian? Because he's, oh, no. he's he... been in a lot of beef lately with neighbours and stuff. Like, have you ever come across this nasty side of him? Never. Uh, I really like Guy. Him and I are very close. We're actually very close friends. Been to my house many times. I've, I've slept over at his place like a, oh, a fun. pajama party. Oh, really? There was no pillow fights or any weirdness. <laughs> uh, but but he, him and I, we get on really well. His wife's lovely. I know his children. Like we're actually friends outside of the business and we chat to each other quite a lot. So no beef with Guy okay. Sebastian. That's good. What about this guy, Koshi? No beef with... Well... Koshi's, look, I don't have a beef with him. I respect Koshi, but I really think he's been kissed on the penis by a unicorn because he was just a finance guy at Channel 7 and somehow mm. he's now some big bald superstar in the mm. morning. But you can't, you can't not love Koshi. And I'm really good friends with Carl Stefanovic. Yeah. So whenever I see Koshi, he's like, oh, how's your mate Carl going? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's good. And he's oh, yeah, well, I don't know why you and I haven't been friendly. And I think, well, you've always got that football scarf on. I hate football. What have I got in common with Koshi? Nothing. We we're both on Channel 7. That's about it. You like money? I don't know. There's like, like, that could be a part of it, you know? Like, he's yeah, good with yeah. money, I guess. I don't know. That's... Yeah, but he'd be the safe investor, you know, yeah. like buying BHP shares. And I'm more like, oh, there's a new Bitcoin out of North Korea. <laughs> Did you dabble with Bitcoin out of curiosity? I did not. You know what? I was man. thinking about it. And even my mum's husband, third husband, mind you, he was like, I think we might uh, change our portfolio to the, uh, to the, this Bitcoin. And I said, listen, 
you seem to be the last cab off the rank. I said, I feel that I feel this has been pumped up. And then once the Mar and Par investors get in, the, the butt will drop out of the whole thing and everyone will lose their money. And surely it did. But I also have a friend who got in early, like in the first couple of months of Bitcoin, and he pulled out and, be, and was able to buy a house in Sydney with oh. the money he made. So you've got to be in early. You can't, you can't come to the party at the end because that's when the idiots, we lose all our money. Absolutely. And you've got to jump in early on Australian Idol. The season has just kicked off. If you want to watch it, make sure you do so you can catch up on Channel 7. Uh, 7 now, get that. Uh, also, of course, 7 uh, Sunday night. We're going to see it again. And I'm loving the dynamic between you and Megan Trainer as well. You guys oh, are like geez. a couple well, of naughty kids. <laughs> She's a who- oh, and she's pregnant. Did you hear that? She's oh, pregnant now. Yeah, she was trying during the auditions, and apparently one must have taken, and it's growing arms and legs now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so she'll be rolling back into town with a little bundle of joy inside her. I can't wait to see that kid on TikTok, because her other kid that she's got is oh. so adorable. Like, you've got a cute kid, Cole, but that kid is cute. <laughs> Yeah, well, give my chance. My, mine's only a couple of months old. Give him a chance to. He's barely able to even understand what colour is. No, yeah, mate, it's me. We're very subjective. You know that. No? <laughs> Carl, thanks for your time, mate. You're doing a great thanks, job. We're mate. loving it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Alan, today's deep dive is into the history of tarot cards and how they came to be. Ooh, so these are the cards that fortune tellers re- uh, use, right? Yes. And, and also a lot of girls now get them from Big W. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um, now, this was one of the hardest deep dives I've ever done because there's conflicting stories about this one. So I just picked the most popular, I guess, history behind it okay. and what is yep. the least debated. Okay, so tarot cards are likely to have originated in northern Italy in the late 14th or 15th century. So a long, long time ago. Okay, yep. Um, they actually have the oldest surviving set. Now, this is known as the Visconti Savorsa deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, this was created for the Duke of Milan's family around 1440. Now, tarot cards back in the day were actually used for a completely different purpose. So the original deck was actually used to play a bridge-like game known as Tarachki, I hope I'm saying that right. Which sure was, you nailed it. It was really popular with the nobles at the time. So basically what would happen is wealthy families in Italy would commission artists to make these expensive decks called Cards of Triumphs. So these would have suits, cups, swords, and all sorts of different kind of imagery on them. Um, and according to one tarot historian, uh, the cards were made up of images that were inspired by costume figures who participated in carnival parades. Okay. Okay, yes. So at this point, tarot is literally just a card game that people are playing, pretty much. (laughs) Um, And then it starts to spread to other countries in Europe, like southern France, and then they rename it tarot. Okay. So then the cards at this stage of the 18th century are still not really known as anything to be kind of too supernatural. But then all of a sudden, the supernatural kind of becomes fashionable in France, and then people start making the link to these cards and the occult, as they called it back in the day. And then they started to argue that the tarot symbols actually contain secret wisdom from a god called Thoth. Around the same time, uh, there was a French writer who published a book on tarot and how it could be used to predict the future. So that's kind of how it originated. But then how did it kind of become popular? And the decks we actually play with today look nothing like those decks back in the 18th century. I'm not surprised. Yep. So then... 
commercialism kind of comes into play at around 1909 uh, with the famous Rider Waite deck. So it's called that for the publisher who commissioned an artist called Pamela Coleman Smith to illustrate a deck of tarot and then they brought it to America and kind of made it popular in the mainstream. Uh, So then the deck really took off in popularity when Stuart Kaplan, who was a huge publisher in the US, kind of obtained rights to this, especially around the early 70s, and it had a book that went along with it in 1977 that was published called Tarot Cards for Fun and Fortune Telling, and that's when it really took off in the 70s in the mainstream Western media, and then... That is how we got tarot as we know it. So it's uh, realistically, it's only 45 years old, the version that we know. Pretty much, yeah. yeah okay. I'm a little bit disappointed that it's not kind of shrouded no, I in... love it. You have just basically <laughs> debunked it and just said that it is all a scam. That well, is essentially what I've learned here. Well, to be honest, there was another side of the internet that uh, said that maybe it could have originated from gypsies or Egypt, but this was the most popular one. Yeah, the, the malarkey one. Oh, well, that's good to know. I'm glad, <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah, let's go through and talk about why ghosts aren't real next. It's great. Carly says, I love it. That was the Alan and Carly podcast. 